America on Fire. Good morning or good evening, whatever time of day you may be listening to this podcast. I come to you today, this is Michelle, talking about that which is the conversation of the hour, but has been the underlying conversation for decades. It's the elephant in the room. It's the pandemic, the epidemic, the scourge, the sin that has been persistent ubiquitous presence of the racism that exists all around us especially here in America suddenly today the scab has been pulled off the wounds the covers drawn back and the scales removed so that we can see clearly what's going on underneath the surface in America The stress, the strain, the tension, the anxiety, the fear, the phobias that exist among races, those who have been exacted upon, uh, penalized, um, demeaned, degraded, enslaved, imprisoned, murdered, and those who perpetrate such heinous crimes upon segments of this society. It's time to talk about this, but not just talk about it. It's time to do about it. So the question is, what are we going to do about this scourge, this scourge that's happening right now in America? What are we going to do about it? Are we going to burn down our cities? burn down our grocery stores, burn down our favorite shopping spots? Are we going to burn down our churches? Are we going to burn down our homes because we're angry and we don't know what else to do? We certainly understand the proliferation of the violence that's happening across America right now, the rioting, the protests. We understand why it's going on, and we understand the fact that it is going on. Black Americans are angry, frustrated, fearful, determined to see a change. The sad part about all this picture is that we're also in the midst of a pandemic, and our health is at risk in the midst of all of our anger and frustration and acts of um, violence or destruction. And this is why we have to, must, really seek the Lord's guidance and direction for our lives at this time. We, We have to let the Lord lead us every step of the way. Racism is a problem in America. It has been for centuries. The gain since the civil rights movement of the 60s, it's like people kind of relaxed and said, okay, we made it. 
we made it through. Thank you, Dr. King. Thank you, Malcolm X. Thank you, others who were the freedom fighters. Thank you. We got a black president. Oh, wow, we really arrived now. But the underlying presence of racism really just began to rear its ugly head, especially when Barack Obama was elected, when he began to run for office. Then we really begin to see how polarized America was. And now with the death, the heinous death, murder of Mr. Floyd, Minneapolis, the heinous uh, misrepresentation of, of, of justice, of, of the engagement of a law enforcement office, officer with, oh, I'm, I'm caught up, law enforcement officer with a black civilian that played out on the video around the world. We see how desperate things are in our society. But we can't stop there. We have to keep opting for solutions. We have to keep opting for change. America is on fire. It's in the streets, it's in the schools, it's in the neighborhoods, it's everywhere. If it's not gunfire in our communities, it's in our political arenas where they're shouting back and forth, professing both sides to know God, but God is not in the midst of that fire. He's not in the midst of that confusion the fire in the churches on Sunday morning where preachers are proclaiming the gospel and people are rising with shouts of triumph and victory. But we find that that's the most segregated time in America, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., where churches assemble all over the nation with their black churches and white churches and Spanish churches and Asian churches and segregation exists like never before. America's on fire. What are we going to do to put out this flame? What are we going to do to address what's causing this flame to burn eternally? What are you going to do about it? It's a personal and individual decision that we have to make. Christ is not divided. What's going on in America and in the world grieves the heart of God. God is not Republican. He is not Democratic. He's not black. He's not white. He's not Asian. God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the pandemic of COVID-19 is not the real urgency here. The pandemic is the hatred, the racism, the sin, the underlying currents of bigotry, violence, 
hatred, murder, all the sin that the Bible talks about, even in the the Ten Commandments, if we could just keep those, we would be fine. But we can't do that because it's impossible in our own self to do that. We must be born again of the Spirit of God. People, America is on fire. What are you going to do about this flame that's burning in your heart right now? A flame of anger, a flame of vengeance, a flame of hatred, a flame of violence, a flame of retaliation. What are you going to do about that fire? Passions are fire. Weaken with passion, but with self-control. Take a hold of the reins of our heart and focus our passion on something good and make change that's lasting and eternal. Focus our passions on our children. Invest in them. They're the new blood coming into our veins that will possess this land with greatness and turn the helm of the ship in the direction of God if we just invest in them. They're our future. They're the gold mine. America is on fire. Let the passion of God burn in your soul. Let the fires of God burn in your soul and let them burn up the evil in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions and give it to God and let him show you how you can make a difference in the world that we're living in today. Do it for your family. Do it for your children. Do it for your grandchildren. Do it for your neighbors. Do it for your loved ones. For you who have loved ones who are not African-American. You have loved ones who are, who are Asian. Loved ones who are Chinese. Loved ones who are Mexican. You have loved ones from every demographic. Do it for your loved ones. Do it for the world. Turn your passion into good to change the world around you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, I want to read this to you now, and I want to leave this with you as a thought. I'm reading from the Holy Bible, the New International Version, and I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this particular chapter is on the subject of love. Everybody professes to have love and to uh, share love and to desire love. But the kind of love this world needs is the love of God. If you truly love God, you won't behave like you see people behaving in the world today. You'll love your brother no matter his color. You love your neighbor no, no matter his educational background. You love the homeless no matter the fact that they stink because they can't take a bath or they look so bad because they're 
uh, they have no facilities with which to care for themselves and no money with which to do the things that you're able to do. If you have love, the love of God, your behavior will be transformed and you will transform the life of other people. You'll give of your, out of your heart to help somebody who needs help that cannot help himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Verse 4 talks about love and what love really is. It goes on to say love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. Verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Verse 12. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am known. And the final verse says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Remember that. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. These three remain, faith, hope, love. But the greatest of these is love. I read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in its entirety. It focuses on love, the love of God. Now, 
this is written by a man who well could have had bitterness and anger and resentment and intolerance in his heart even to this day but instead his life was transformed by the power of God the Apostle Paul was guilty of racism of hatred of violence he was guilty of persecuting the Christians and stoning at least standing by and watching him being stoned to death Stephen in the uh, Word of God, we learn about this horrific event where Stephen is stoned to death. And the Apostle Paul was standing there watching. In other words, he was like the crowds that watch black people being killed and go ahead and and encourage it. Well, I, I... I'm at a loss for words. Love doesn't perpetrate the horrific events that we're seeing in society today. Love does not shut people out because of their color, the color of their skin, the language that they speak, their ethnic origin their geographical uh, location. Love doesn't do that. Love doesn't discriminate. But I am talking about a different kind of love than the love you say you have for me because I'm your girlfriend or your mother or your sister or whatever the interpersonal relationship may be. I'm talking about the love of our Creator God for humanity that he created and he loves us all and that love being spread abroad in your heart because you love him and you want to demonstrate his love to the world America is on fire and we need the love of God in our hearts so we can bring about change in America and change in the world. God help us today. God cleanse our hearts today. God help us to repent of our biases, our racism, our hatred, our vindictiveness, our anger. Help us to repent of all of this, no matter the color of our skin, no matter our ethnic origin, our cultural differences. Help us to relinquish all that crud that's down in our heart and in our lives and in our homes, our neighborhoods and communities and repent. That's the word I want you to remember. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The first and most important message ever preached, preached by John the Baptist first there and then Jesus himself preaching the message of repentance and telling his disciples to preach the message of repentance. We need to repent. We need to cry out to God with utter and sincere sincerity of heart and repent. This world is never again going to be the same. And what's going on in America and the world right now is a clear indication that 
God is not pleased with what's going on in the world. These things are unearthing all of the horrors that are going on underneath the surface. The elephant in the room is sin. We need to cry out to God in utter and sincere repentance for sin. From the White House to my house, to your house, and to every house around us, sin runs rampant. And we need to repent. Cry out to God in utter and absolute surrender. And understand this one thing. No man can come to God except he be drawn by the Spirit of God. And Jesus Christ is the door that opens up the way for you to enter into all that God has provided for you. If you reject him, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You will be blinded from all the riches that are found therein. And this is the Bible. It is not me talking to you. It's the word of God speaking. Repentance. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. In the Old Testament day, throughout the course of the Old Testament, sacrifices were brought to the altar and the sacrifices were slain. The blood was sprinkled on the altar and the people and that is how their sins were remitted. It was a foreshadowing of the Lamb of God that John the Baptist saw walking toward him when he cried out, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Isaiah 53 talks about Jesus being wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, chastised for our peace, and by his stripes were healed. You cannot ignore the body of Scripture and all the prophecies that pointed to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Believe him today. Trust that he died for your sins. Fall on your face before God right now and ask him to wash you in his blood and forgive you for all of your unrighteousness and sin. It's still the root problem. We're still walking around in ecclesiastical pride. We have on garments of pride. We walk around feeling like we're better than somebody else because we have a name, a title, a position, money. We are nothing in the sight of God without Jesus transforming our life and our being seen through the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus. People, America is on fire today. You can fan the flames and let your anger take over your life, your resentment, your bitterness, and your own racism. Or you can repent of all of that stuff and let Jesus transform your life. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. I pray that you will make a right choice and come to Jesus. Amen.
This is Elder Michelle saying America is on fire. I, for one, have a fire burning inside of me. It's a fire to reach souls all around this nation and this world. And let this world know that you don't have to die in your sins, that your life can be transformed in this second that we speak if you humble yourself and pray, repent of your sins, and believe that Jesus Christ died on that bloody cross for you. It's my prayer that everyone listening and everyone sharing and everyone with whom they have to do will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and allow him to transform their lives today. God bless you. Leave me a message. Let me know what you think about America being on fire. We want to have the conversation. We want to open up. I want to hear about your feelings now. Young women who are going through the emotional struggles dealing with the fact that they're raising young black boys, that they, they're married to young black men, that their fathers are black men that are afraid for their future. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's turn those flames, those fires, that passion into something good. You can message me right here on the podcast. You'll search for the message button and I can share your thoughts if you'll take the time to do that. Until then, I pray that the Lord will bless and keep you, strengthen you, empower you, and help you, heal you, and most importantly, save you from your sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is so. Until we see each other again by way of this medium, God bless. And remember, love conquers a multitude of sins and it will conquer the racism and the fires of deception, anger, hatred, violence, and evil that permeates our society. God bless you now.